Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity may contain explicit and questionable content. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual podcaster Rebecca Adams and are not based on the advice of a licensed therapist, psychologist, or psychiatrist. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Human lives follow many paths, presenting twists and turns and choices never planned, never expected. Temptation, anger, depression, and loneliness all can lead a person to a mistake they can't take back. Facing judgment and isolation, a person can feel very alone. These are the voices of women who have chosen to cheat on their spouses or partners. Hear their stories. This is Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity. Well, hello and welcome to Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity. We are just a few days out from Christmas, and then a few days beyond that, we will be done with this year known as 2020. Yes, I keep seeing all these memes on social media, all these jokes, you know, if 2020 was this and it's some crazy picture, or if 2020 was this, I don't know, hard to explain it, but... Yeah, I think all of us are ready for this weird year to be over with. And I know that 2021 is probably going to be starting off the same way that 2020 ended. It's not like at midnight, uh, everything will be better. But hopefully, as the new year progresses, you know, things will get better and people will be able to return to their life and businesses and open. I know that we're dealing with a lot of closures up here in the uh, Washington, Oregon area, as far as our governors are concerned. Um, we still have two more weeks before our restaurants can open again. And I don't even know what kind of, you know, things are going to be. And of course, when you listen to this, it will be a few days beyond when it was opened. So I really, really don't know um you know, where we will be, but so many people out of work and it is just, it's heartbreaking. This whole year has just really not been good for so many people. And so hopefully 2021 (laughs) will be better. Uh, I know that there's the vaccinations coming out and, and there's a lot of course controversy with that. And because I'm a healthcare worker, I am in line to do the inoculation. Um, one of the first people's, um, you know, because of what I do. Um, But the way they set that up as well is just kind of strange. I don't know. I just hope that regardless that we can get this to go away and people will be able to go back to, you know, family events and, um, you know, just the way we knew it in early 2020 and in 2019. (laughs) I'm sorry, I don't want to get political, but I just know it's so hard on so many people. And I just, I'm just over it. And I think you guys are too. Infidelity. Both women and men alike have found themselves in situations where they have become unfaithful to their spouse or partner. On the podcast, Raw Truth, stories of female infidelity, you hear stories from women who have been unfaithful, but want to share their stories to help others in similar situations or to help other people understand why 
Sometimes infidelity happens. But there is still so much more. How does a man cope when he finds out that his wife, girlfriend, or partner has cheated? What are the reasons why a man chooses to cheat? Are they similar to why a woman does? Or maybe you are the other man or the other woman in a relationship. I asked her later why she didn't tell me she liked the kind of sex she had with him. She said it was novel for the first couple times, but she swore she didn't like what he was doing. I'm not sure I believed it. Why keep going back? I'm sure in hindsight she feels that way now, but I never got over the nagging doubt that she enjoyed the sex with him more than me. I also never got over the feeling that she looked back at what they did and with good memories. He was bigger than me, in better shape, younger, and the sex was new. I never got over that. Again, she swears she looks at it with disgust, but who knows, why would she ever admit it? To hear the rest of this story and other stories like this, please visit the website rawtruthstoriesoffemaleinfidelity.com and click on the Patreon link. For a $3 a month pledge, you will get access to these additional episodes as well as early access to regularly released episodes. If you have a story that you would like to be considered for a future podcast, please email rebecca.rawtruth at gmail.com. All submissions will always be anonymous. And always remember, no judgment. So starting in January, uh, like I've mentioned before, we will be doing Ponder episodes now called Let's Ponder, actually, um, because Midweek Ponder had to go away because scheduling and timing and everything's getting changed to just being released on Sundays. So Midweek Ponder made no sense. Yeah. So I've put out on social media some, um, well, just recently, I think it was yesterday or the day before. Uh, that I'm recording this, um, of uh, a question. And it was actually one of my listeners, one of my Patreon subscribers, actually, so a big time supporter of the podcast, who um, wondered because a lot of the stories that I was receiving from the men's point of view of when their spouse or partner cheated on them, um, a lot of the stories are saying that this other man is basically a complete opposite of the husband. So the husband is successful, attractive, makes money, has all these things providing for the wife. And the wife goes out and has an affair with somebody who maybe has a criminal background. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not judging. I'm just giving examples. You know, maybe looks different, maybe is overweight or isn't attractive or makes doesn't make hardly any money or this and that. Um, and so in some of these stories, the way that they're coming through are like this. And so this listener in particular said he was curious and suggested it for the, uh, let's ponder episodes to find out people's opinions and thoughts about why it is that some women, not all choose to, uh, choose a quote, lesser quote, man, 
um, and based off the examples that I gave you. And I put that out on social media and I've had people question it. Well, what do you mean? Is it a lesser? You know, there was some confusion about it. And, you know, I know it sounds very stereotypical what we're doing and that's not my goal. My goal is to find out, you know, in this woman's position, yes, I was married to, you know, a man, a he was an engineer over at this electronics company, and we lived a very, you know, happy, stable, you know, uh, middle to upper class life. But I chose to have an affair with the guy who changed my oil in my car. You know, what was it about the man who changed the oil in the car? Um, you know, it's hard to talk about because I do not like to uh, sound like I'm profiling anybody or anything like that. It just was a simple question of infidelity and why these women are um, trading down. And this is from the husband's point of view, or maybe anybody else who's really listening and paying attention to, you know, what these um, people are doing. Um, I guess for men... Uh, you know, I guess it would be like the, um, I always heard this quote, oh, he turned his 40 year old into, no, he, he exchanged his 40 year old for two, no, his 40 year old for two twenties or I don't know. Sorry if I've totally butchered that, but, um, you know, you get the, the hint, the man would all of a sudden be going for this younger, more attractive, um, more energetic boobs still up to her chin type of a woman, as opposed to their wife, who is middle aged, and all of that is setting in and, you know, menopausal symptoms are coming through. So the weight gain is a struggle and the hot flashes and the wrinkles around the eyes and all these things that happen to us women as we get older. Um, of course, that's okay to talk about for us to say that. But if we talk about women uh, dating men that are less than the man that they were with, then it's probably considered more controversial. I don't know. It's just from me knowing, <laughs> you know, this is a hot topic and, and all of that. So I would love your feedback. So if you can message me, uh, send me an email, rebecca.rawtruth at gmail.com. Or if you follow me on social media, you can message me through there. Um, but I want to know your thoughts. And the quote itself was, why do many women choose a, quote, lesser man, quote, than their spouse or partner um, when they're being unfaithful? So I would like to get your feedback as to what your thoughts are, why maybe a woman does that. So if you wouldn't mind, I think that would be great because I want to run that after the new year. And I do have some great... Um, Let's Ponder episodes lined up for the new year. I have a counselor. Um, he's a therapist. Um, and he works with men who have been unfaithful, who are addicted to porn. Um, and then his wife works with the women who are affected, basically kind of very similar to me, uh, but in the um, opposite, um, as far as working with men. Plus, he's a licensed uh therapist or something like that, as opposed to me, who's just getting her coaching uh, certification. Um, but he's got a lot of good information on that. I have an interview uh, coming up with um, an author who wrote a book about his wife's infidelity. Um, and it's a great, it's a good read. And um, he explains a lot of what he went through. And, and I also have uh, one coming up, a uh, gentleman that I saw in 2020, and his story about his wife's, um, well, he was unfaithful, and his wife knew about it. 
Um, and ultimately, she ended up taking his girlfriend's life and then killing herself. So it's very tragic. But at the same time, if you guys have heard me talk about it, I'm a big true crime person. And when I saw this on 2020, I reached out to him and I said, hey, this is my situation. Um, of course, watching 2020 because of my true crime fascination, like a lot of us, as a fellow podcast would say, you know, murderinos. Um, but there's a lot of those types of podcasts. So I didn't go down that route. And I think I've talked about this before. So if I sound redundant, I'm sorry. Um, but I had a great interview with him. Um, and what he went through, read his book, it, it is just amazing. Um, uh, how amazing in the fact that this man is here to talk about it. It is so tragic losing the two women. And of course, right off the top, whether it was on his blog or his uh, interview with 2020 or whatever, people were judging him and blaming him. No, that's not how it works. Um, he didn't kill them. <laughs> you know, I mean, sure, there were situations that might have led somebody to do that, but no one did. Um, he did not, he, you know, but he still feels so, it's only been a couple of years, really. So this is something that I'm looking forward to sharing with everybody. So that's coming out in the future. All right. So I've been yammering on here for quite a while as I look at my timer here and see we're about, oh, I don't know, 12 minutes in or so, something like that, 13 minutes. And um, we're going to read a story today from Monica. She did submit it this summer, so I am so glad to finally be able to share her story with you. My name is Monica, and I had an affair. I grew up with three sisters and parents who worked six days a week. My two older sisters married pretty young, both of them getting pregnant before marriage. Growing up, I helped raise my younger sister since my parents both left for work before sunrise. My preteen and teen years were basically unsupervised. Although I was not allowed to have sleepovers, I lost my virginity at age 14. I was a very promiscuous teenager. By the time I left for college, I had already had three sexual partners. In my first semester of college, I added three more before I met my husband. My parents' relationship was not the greatest. I saw alcohol abuse, some physical abuse, and there was infidelity. My sister's marriages ended the year I went to college, also due to infidelity. All of this shaped my view in that all men cheat and marriage was a sham. I swore off marriage and children. I didn't want to bring a child into this world filled with cheaters and divorce. When I left for college, I was going to be a strong, independent woman, and no man was going to ever tie me down or cheat on me. Ha! When I was in college, my friends either had boyfriends or were hooking up. I felt like the only one of us who wasn't having sex. I craved a relationship. Maybe I missed home or was lonely, or maybe I just really wanted sex. I spent the first year watching a lot of porn and masturbating. By my second year of college, I moved into an apartment with my best friend, and we had a third roommate as well. My best friend, Rachel, found a job pretty quickly, and I ended up getting hired at her job. Our third roommate, Phoebe, worked there too, 
and that's where I met my husband, Richard. During that time, Phoebe was getting married and moving out of the state. We needed help with rent, so I moved a guy I knew from college in with us. I admit, he was hot and I had a crush on him. We started hooking up immediately. On a lunch with my sisters, I recall one of them advising me to stop sleeping with him and find a good man to be with. Enter Richard. Richard, Rachel, and I drove 24 hours out of state for Phoebe's wedding. I flirted a lot, but nothing happened that weekend. Once we returned, things started up after I put the moves on him. Richard signed up for the military at the start of our relationship. To be honest, I didn't want to be a military girlfriend or wife, but I went with it in lieu of breaking up. Within the first year of our relationship, he went to boot camp, we got engaged, I got pregnant, and we got married. We were married for almost 10 years. We have had three children together, and we went through two long overseas deployments together. I've always been a sexual person. I started watching porn and masturbating in high school. I never had an orgasm with another person. I was the only one who could make me reach orgasm. Richard and I had a lot of sex, but he couldn't get me to orgasm. He was terrible at oral sex. When he would come, I would wait until he fell asleep and I would watch porn and masturbate. When he was on duty weekends or deployed, I would watch porn and masturbate. I faked orgasms throughout our marriage. The year that Richard deployed for the second time, we had our third child. He was nine months old. I was left with three kids and a full-time job. I was also determined to lose all the weight I had gained in my pregnancies considering we were done having children. That was my year. I kicked ass, to be completely honest. I was working, mommying, working out, and I was happy. We had a routine and we were honestly perfectly fine without Richard there. When he came home, the problem started. He disrupted our flow at no fault of his own. His deployment left him with quite a bit of guilt because he was gone for so long from us and he missed us a lot. There is an adjustment period after deployments. I had known this from before. The year he came home, we celebrated our ninth wedding anniversary. I would turn 31 the next year, so my goal was to be pre-pregnancy weight by my birthday since I didn't achieve that for my 30th. We remodeled our master bath, we bought a new car, we paid off debts, and things were seemingly okay. Seven months later, I was miserable. In addition to his guilt, he also came back with anxiety of large crowds. He hated being in public, so we rarely went out on dates. He changed. So did I. But I like to think that I changed for the better, and he got worse. He didn't have a job to come home to, and we couldn't afford daycare, so he chose to be a stay-at-home dad. I worked and made a good salary. I went to the gym five days a week. I had a social life outside of our marriage, while he didn't. He felt that because he had sex with me every night that I was happy. But I was not happy. He spent all day with our kids. He dove into being a father and forgot to be a husband. I can't knock him though, he is a great father. But I needed to be his wife, not just mom. I craved attention. I wanted to be shown off, pampered with gifts, feeling sexy and wanted, etc. I was in the best shape of my life and felt 
unnoticed. I started to resent him. Looking back, I tried giving him hints, sending him job listings, suggesting he go to school while he was staying home so he could obtain a degree. But I never told him I was unhappy. I met a man at work. He gave me everything that Richard couldn't, or so I thought. I, again, made the first move. I noticed him staring at me and I liked it. I would visit his area of work more often than I needed to throughout the day. I eventually found out his name and I started emailing him. His name is Pete. I quizzed him. I got all the information, basically comparing him to Richard in every way. There were like night and day. We started texting. I would talk on the phone with him when I was at the gym. We'd go to lunch together during the week. It was all pretty innocent until it wasn't. We'd have car sex a lot. He had a bigger penis than Richard and he knew how to perform oral sex. I was having orgasms every time. I had my first orgasm with penetrative sex. Two months later, Richard started suspecting me. I told him I wasn't happy and that I wanted a divorce. He begged me to stay. He said we'd go to marriage counseling. He would try and be a better husband. We took a trip, just the two of us, a last ditch effort to save our marriage. I did a good job faking it because when we came home, he thought everything was going to be fine. But I had sex with Pete again. By this time, I decided I was done and I was confessing my affair. I told Richard about Pete and it was over. Within three months, we were signing our divorce papers, selling the house, and moving into separate homes. Our family was broken. I lost many friends. Many women judged me and dropped me for what was happening. I faced a lot of backlash because people sympathized with him. People told me he had PTSD and I gave up too quickly. He did not have PTSD. He was never rated for it by the VA. My dad was so disappointed. I'll never forget when he told me that he thought my marriage was one of the real ones, that Richard was one of the good ones. My relationship with Pete wasn't healthy. I learned fairly quickly that he was an alcoholic, a liar, a loser, a player, and he was broke. I remember one time I'd had enough of car sex and I wanted to get a hotel room, but I had to pay for it because he couldn't. We would get into huge arguments over the dumbest things. We broke up more times than I can remember and I would always come back because of his ability to please me sexually. He cheated on me. Not only did I catch him, but I also never really trusted him. I went through his phone and I found multiple messages of women he was talking to while we were together. He made me so mentally crazy that I assaulted him once. In the two years that we were together, we lived together for a little bit until I found out he was taking my prescription pills. My dad took his own life only a few months later and then I spiraled. I slept with three men in a matter of a month and I hooked up with a woman too. But I always went back to Pete. I guess I was dignitized. Eventually I realized that no dick was worth this much trouble. He was the one who ended it the final time. And I swore to myself I would not go back and I didn't. I have regrets. I regret not telling Richard what was going on before I entertained another man. 
I regret allowing Pete to meet my kids. I regret forgiving Pete so many times and letting him win me over just as many times more. But I definitely believe that everything happens for a reason. I believe Richard was only meant to be my friend and maybe I was supposed to be a mother as much as I didn't want to be. When my dad died, it wasn't Pete who was there for me. It was Richard. Our relationship grew stronger over that loss and we bonded over our family, although broken. I was also there for him when his dad died, even though he had a girlfriend at the time. Ultimately, our children were always the reason we stayed as close as we are today. Richard and I briefly attempted to rekindle our marriage during one of my breakups with Pete. Our divorce wasn't final and our 10-year wedding anniversary was looming. He upgraded my wedding ring and gave it to me. We went to marriage counseling and then I realized that I just didn't want to stay married to him. Richard stood up for me when his family badmouthed me for what I did. They claimed I abandoned my children. His mother even apologized to me for the awful things she said and we still keep in touch. He never spoke ill of me. He didn't allow others to talk negatively about me. Richard is now engaged and lives with his fiance and her two children. We get along and we co-parent very well. We share custody of our children. They never truly saw anything ugly or negative from our divorce. I have been in a committed relationship with my boyfriend, Chandler, for two and a half years now. We live together and he also has a daughter. Our children get along great and he is amazing with my children as well as with Richard. There are literally no bad vibes here. Chandler knows everything about my past and he also encouraged me to write my story. If I could give anyone advice, it would be that you should never expect anyone to make you happy. Your happiness depends on you and should come from within you. If you meet someone who genuinely brings more happiness and adds value to your life, then that is your person. I do not recommend playing with fire, aka affairs. Sex isn't love and being desired doesn't equate to being valued. I hurt Richard tremendously. I brought him so many insecurities and physical pain as well as medical issues that I will not speak of, but I know I am to blame. I could never do this to anyone again. I cannot imagine causing this much hurt to Chandler and I would truly be crushed if he caused this much hurt to me. As a woman, you owe it to yourself to be honest and open about your sexuality. If you want something from your partner, speak up. If you like something that he or she does, let them know. The same goes if you dislike something that he or she does. Do not let your partner let your sex life die. Do not become complacent. Do not stop dating your partner. Remind each other daily of why you fell in love and make them aware of your fantasies. Buy lingerie or sex toys or both. This is so important and I know so many women who go untouched for too long and this only leads to resentment and unhappiness and can lead to an affair. Monica, thank you so much for sending that in. I had to stop a couple of times because... Your story was ringing true to me, and typically this happens a lot when I'm reading uh, the stories on Patreon. I've had to stop a couple of times because I'm bawling. Well, I held it together, but it was difficult. I was starting to realize I was 
losing it and I had to (laughs) pause. So much of what you said I personally can relate to. And I really, I really appreciate what you said at the end about telling people, you know what, this is what is important. Do these things. Reach out. And if it's not who it is, then you need to end the relationship instead of having the affair and destroying so much. And I I did that myself. So I know exactly what can happen and the pain that other people, they don't deserve. So thank you. Gosh, thank you so much for sending this in. I really appreciate it. You wrote it well. You explained it well. And thank you so much. And I hope it really reaches many other women and men who can relate and uh, you're able to give them a sort of a place to know that they're not alone, which is why we're here. So we can all help each other through things that have happened in the past or perhaps are currently happening. Thank you again, Monica. Well, as we come to a close on this episode, I want to remind you to help me stay in the top hot 50. I think it's just the hot 50 countdown from Podcast Magazine for December I went down to number 34, and I had been number 25 in November. So my website, rawtruthstoriesoffemaleinfidelity.com. Go to there and click on um, the option to vote for your favorite podcast. You can uh, put me in there. You can put in other podcasts that you enjoy. You can put me in there all three times. (laughs) I'm kidding. Maybe, maybe not. Um, Ha. But go there and that would help. I just want to be able to keep up. Another thing that I haven't asked enough of, and and I want other people to be able to find my podcast. And part of it is being rated in review. If you are an Apple listener on Apple Podcasts, those ratings and reviews help um, bring me up. Uh, not necessarily in the charts, but it just makes it just makes it easier for people to find me because other people are commenting and it just grows the show that way. So if you wouldn't mind, please, and you're an Apple subscriber, just rate me, write me a review, whatever you feel you need to do. Um, preferably a good review. But if there's something that you're not comfortable with, it's okay, to be honest. Um, I I will respect that. Um, but please, if you can go there. Also merchandise. Yep, I still have my little merch store, masks, coffee mugs, journals, um, magnets, little things like that. Um, and of course, my Patreon and you guys hear me talk about it. And it's actually been going now for a year. And it's stories that the men have submitted about what they went through when their wives cheated or were unfaithful um, or their partners or, you know, their side of it. So it's still about female infidelity, but we're talking from the man's point of view. And it's real interesting just to kind of hear what they have to say. And it allows them to have a voice as well. And since we're mainly dealing with you know, female infidelity, um, and you're interested in what they have to say, you can also go to my website and sign up from there. It's three bucks a month plus tax. You get two extra episodes a month um, is typically what comes out. You get access to these regular podcasts two days early. So that means this female one and the pot, the pot, can't even talk. I think I'm done. (laughs) The um, ponder episodes, all of those would come to you guys on Fridays instead of Sundays. And then my blooper reel, because I drop a lot of F-bombs when I'm screwing up, and that's usually on there. So if you're interested in that, all of that can be found at my website. It's pretty simple. 
If you want to submit your own story, you can go to my website and click on the link that says story guides in the menu. And there you can pull up a guide that's going to kind of help you form your story. I know many men and women both have wanted to submit and they've told me, but they say, I can't write worth shit. Well, most people probably can't. But with the guide, it just kind of helps you put some thoughts out there and, you know, blends it in. And even it's not meant to be a Q&A, but I've had people literally answer just the questions that are on the guide, which is more for a thought process. But what I've had to do is just taken it and create a story out of it. And so, you know, if, if it's just not something you're comfortable with, and you'd rather just answer the questions, then please do that. That'll at least get it out there. So I really appreciate everybody's support with the podcast. I hope I hear from you. I hope you send in your story. Um, feel free to follow me on Facebook, um, on Twitter, Instagram, my website, can get you to all of those places as well. Again, it's raw truth stories of female infidelity.com. And my email is rebecca.rawtruth at gmail.com. So until next time, take care of each other. Hope you have a great holiday. And remember 2021's around the corner. Try and be patient with one another and seek to understand. Stay healthy and happy and always remember no judgment. Goodbye.